2020 has not been kind to the fantasy football owner. In fact, we're going to break down the top 40 overall ADP data from September, identifying every single bust that's taken place in that top 40. The bust ratio will absolutely blow your mind. After we break down the top 40 overall players from ADP data back in September, I'm going to identify my top 15 overall players heading into 2021 redraft. And I'm going to tell you what players I think have the bust potential and the injury potential that was a plague to the 2020 fantasy football season. Will Christian McCaffrey return at all in 2020? Will he be available for week 11? Has Kenyon Drake returned to running back to material. All of that and more coming up. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. No updates for Christian McCaffrey other than he was declared inactive and Roto World had a piece saying that uh, there's some optimism that he could play week 11, but there's no source for it. We don't know what the hell is going on and he sought a second opinion and, and, and that oftentimes indicates there's a bigger problem going on because you typically don't seek a second opinion on playing one game or if you get positive news. Second opinions usually, not always, usually lead to some bigger problem that the player or team is trying to see if maybe another doctor is okay with him playing or sees it a different way. Uh, So I don't know what the the second opinion was all about because now you don't hear much about his shoulder. Now there's no buzz or chatter that he could be shut down for the year. And that buzz and chatter existed when he was seeking that second opinion. We don't know. We're all speculating. If you own him, your trade deadline most likely passed anyway. If you still have a trade deadline approaching, some people do uh, have that trade deadline at week 11, not week 10. I don't think I have a knee-jerk reaction and sell him. Most likely, you got Mike Davis because you follow the show. You you knew to drop every fab dollar you had on Mike Davis, and I think you kind of ride that wave out. Do you poke around and try and get McCaffrey on the cheap if, you're, if your league still allows trading? Maybe. Maybe you use this news to your advantage and you take a little gamble. One little piece of information to keep in mind, the Carolina Panthers have a bye week in week 13. They could very well hold McCaffrey out if they have any concern at all and bring him back after the week 13 bye. Keep that in mind. Let's break down week 10 really quickly. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both doing really well, both getting 19 carries. And like I said before this game kicked off, Kareem Hunt does better when Nick Chubb is in the lineup. Both of them have running back one appeal when they're both in the lineup. Both could punch in a touchdown on any given Sunday, but I think that that both are looking very likely for about 80 to 100 total yards each game. Dial both up as elite running back twos, maybe low end running back ones going forward. It's really tough to predict this situation going forward into 2021. Will it be the exact same? Will one running back take over? Will they trade Kareem Hunt? We don't really know what's going to happen for the future, but for week 11, on, we know that both of these guys can deliver. DeAndre Swift having quite a game in week 10, 16 totes for 81 and pulling in five receptions for 61 and a touchdown. I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to be up and down. He broke out many weeks ago, then went flat for a while. Now he bounces back. I think it's safe to say he could be up and down the rest of the year, but he has secured himself low end running back two value 
heading into the remaining weeks. We'll see if he holds on to that kind of value. DJ Moore has been one of my favorite go-get players before the trade deadline passed for so many of you. If it hasn't, if you could still trade, go after DJ Moore. He probably will be hard to get at this point, but 96 yards and a touchdown. The, the quarterback situation concerns me a lot in Carolina, so that's why he is up and down, but I still really like DJ Moore. Add a wide receiver three type value range because it builds in any risk you might be worried about. Here are your Tampa Bay Buccaneer players. Tom Brady, 341, three touchdowns through the air, one running. Ronald Jones, 23 totes for 192 and a touchdown. He did that after he fumbled the ball. He got very lucky fantasy owners got very lucky that they kept running him but he had a phenomenal game but will he be like swift where he goes up and down up and down to extreme degrees maybe probably but like swift he did prove that i think he has at least low end running back to consideration or high end flex value going forward until he proves us wrong antonio brown seven of eight for 69 he can do better than that he probably will but he could be up and down because there's so many weapons here i mean look at your screen they all kind of ate though Evans, 77 yards and a touchdown. Stop discounting Mike Evans. I keep seeing it in the comments over and over. Mike Evans, Smitty, should I bench him? I heard it over and over all week long. All the guy does is score touchdowns. Is that not good enough for you? Gronk, 51 and a touchdown. Chris Godwin, six receptions for 92 yards. All these guys are going to probably eat. They might rotate a little bit on the touchdowns, but I think that, that Tom Brady will be able to force feed all of them enough work going forward. And if you own Godwin and Evans, or AB and Godwin, or AB and Evans, and you typically do, a lot of people that own AB own one of the other wide receivers, probably because you're on top of this whole situation when you started to hear that AB might be going to Tampa Bay. You wanted to get a jump on that, so you picked up AB. It's smart. So a lot of you that have AB have one of these guys. The problem is, do you play AB? Do you play Godwin? Do you play Evans? I think if you own Evans and AB or Godwin and AB, you have to start Evans or Godwin over Antonio Brown. You could roll with both of them. I did in a league this week and I'm not hurting that bad. But typically on Sundays, everybody here is going to have a full meal. I wish they would feed Antonio Gibson more rushes. 13 times, 45 yards, two touchdowns. The guy produces whenever they give him the football start giving him the football. McLaurin, 95 yards. You know he's going to continue to do well moving forward because change your quarterback, get McLaurin playing like a wide receiver one. It's pretty, pretty simple. Let's keep it going. McKissick, 27 yards and a touchdown. He also pulled in seven receptions for 43 yards. PPR monster, JP, one TD, uh, 66 yards for Adams. He did get hurt. He did come back into the game. Adams plays aggressive football. Adams will be a little bit more risky when it comes to to getting injured mid-game than most wide receivers. That's the price you pay when you draft a guy that can get you 150 and two touchdowns on any given Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, or occasional holiday or delayed Tuesday game because of COVID-19 testing and false positives. You get my point, but D. Adams is a beast. He's top one to three for wide receivers going forward. He's top one to three for wide receivers if you're drafting for 2021. Dynasty redraft doesn't matter. Aaron Jones, if you could trade right now in your league, if your trade deadline has not passed, this would be a great target. People are going to freak out about his 13 carries. 46 yards and 49 receiving yards. I'm not. I like Aaron Jones. He's not in my top three or four going forward, but he's borderline five to seven overall if I'm ranking moving 
for for weeks 11 through 16. I said stay away. I didn't mind trading for him heading into your trade deadline because you probably got what you paid for here. The risk is very low when you bought him low. But everybody drafting Miles Sanders in the top 9 to 14 overall were playing with fire because this Eagles coaching staff, look at Boston Scott, they refuse to run one running back. Historically, they will not use one running back, especially when the running back gets banged up and you start to develop guys like Boston and Scott. They're not taking them out of the game. They won't take Scott out of the flow. So if you bought him low, it's fine. He's a running back too. He's capable of 100 yards and a touchdown any given week, but he could definitely drop, you know, an eight-point game, a five-point game, not get those touchdowns at the goal line some games. It's going to happen. They don't run one running back. What else can I tell you? I get tired of all the negativity around this guy. I'm surprised that people will rip on him. I think it's because they didn't pick him up. It's some kind of regret-driven thing where if you didn't pick up James Robinson, you just want to bash on him. You want to say he's going to fail. You want to predict he finally falls off. So you can sleep at night because you dropped the ball and didn't pick him up when we said to pick him up. It's a phenomenon. When you doubt somebody because you want to make yourself feel better about missing the boat. 23 totes, 109. I'd like to see him get more receptions, but this is a second round player in 2021 drafts. Will there be risk at, at 12 to, I don't know, 18 overall value in 2021 drafts? No, no doubt, but the upside's there. A lot of fantasy implications with all of these guys here. Drake had 16 carries for 100 yards. Looked really good. Could have easily had a touchdown. Have faith in Drake. If you own him, don't give up on him. He could be a running back two going forward. Yes, he's disappointing. Yes, getting hurt sucked. Having a slow start blue. It's important to keep in mind that after his 164 and two TDs after week six, he was like top five in the league in rushing yards. Then he has a bad game in week seven, gets hurt. Plays half of the game, gets 14 carries, goes on a bye week, misses a game in week nine, his only missed game, comes back in week 10, probably not 100%, has 16 carries for 100 yards, 6.3 a pop. He got some carries near the goal line, he could have easily had a touchdown, but the plays didn't unfold the way that they needed to for him to get into the end zone. But I like Drake a lot moving forward at the value you could have got him at walking into week uh, week 10. If you owned him, you held him, and at this point he looks like he's, he's running back too capable again. Maybe higher, but curb expectations for running back two numbers. Kyler, 22-32, one touchdown, one INT, rushing 11 times for 61 yards and two scores. It's Mahomes and Kyler Murray. You could argue Kyler Murray, Mahomes, but in redraft, in dynasty, doesn't matter. He's top one to two, top one to three. You're almost going to get laughed at if he's not in your top two. I'm really proud of this bull prediction. I added Kyler Murray back in January when it wasn't popular to the top 10 bull predictions heading into 2020. And he certainly has played well enough to have earned that recognition. Hopkins, seven receptions, 127 and one TD, the game winning 43 yard touchdown reception. Hopkins had a day. You know who didn't have a day in week 10? Russell Wilson. Zero TDs. DJ Dallas did nothing. Lockett did okay. Five for 66. Where's DK? Oh, he's down at the bottom. Two receptions for 28 yards. Now, I know everyone's going to panic because I see it every week. I'm going to get emails. What do we do with DK Metcalf? For one, you probably don't have a trade deadline anymore. Number, Number two, I wouldn't trade him at all. He's fine. He's been great all year. Number three, what are you going to do? Why ask me that question? Are you going to really bench DK Metcalf? A guy who's been tearing it up for you all year long? I don't want to hear the, what do we do with DK Metcalf? What do we do with DK Metcalf? We start DK Metcalf and we thank him every time he goes on the field. 
for what he does for us. Now let's break down ADP data, average draft position data from September, heading into week one and take a look at how many players busted inside the top 40 overall. I warn you, it is shockingly bad. We knew that the COVID-19 this offseason would be crazy and lead to a whole bunch of injuries, but I did not expect it to look this bad looking back. Here are the top 21 out of the 40. We'll look at these guys first. Let me start off by saying that I know a lot of you are going to get upset and say, hey, he didn't bust. Hey, he got hurt. Hey, he's done okay. There are going to be a lot of defensive comments, and I want you to hold back and just let me give you my definition. If yours is different, feel free to comment below. Feel free to voice your opinion. It's okay. We're all going to have different opinions on this, so don't take offense to this. Don't get defensive over your player that you own. McCaffrey, bust, there's one. Elliot, I'm sorry. Whether he's playing or not, whether he can do well going forward, doesn't matter. He's completely busted on people that were expecting him to deliver the value that you invested. The return on investment is nowhere near number two overall, not even close. Again, it could change moving forward, doesn't matter. I'm evaluating it right now, coming out of week 10. Barkley, I don't care if he got hurt, he busted on you. The top three overall players in 2020 ADP data have busted completely. Two of them aren't even playing right now. Derrick Henry, there's our first good pick in hindsight. Good job, Derrick Henry. Dalvin Cook, the number one overall player right now. So number four and five are money. Mike Thomas, there's number four. Devontae Adams, Alvin Kamara, those guys are money. Nick Chubb, I don't care if Nick Chubb could come back on a terror. He's failed you all year long because he got hurt. That's five. Five out of the top nine players from, from 2020 September ADP data have been absolute busts. You've lost your league or you've had a hell of a time trying to get a playoff seed. Tyreek Hill has been great. Joe Mixon, bust. Josh Jacobs, I wouldn't call him a, a bust. I think he's doing well enough. But he's definitely disappointed a little bit, but I wouldn't put him in the category of being a bust. So with Joe Mixon, that's still six busts out of the top 12. We're at a 50% bust rate. Julio Jones has been really good. Aaron Jones, I mean, he's been hurt, but he's good. Clyde, I'm being honest here. So far, Clyde has busted. That's seven. Patrick Mahomes has been money. Lamar Jackson, that's eight. I don't care how we feel about Lamar moving forward. That's eight total players out of the top 17 that have busted on us. Hopkins has been money. Kelsey's been good. Godwin is a bust so far. Could he turn it around? Yes, but weeks 1 through 10, Godwin has failed you tremendously. 10. Number 10, Kenyon Drake. I don't care what he's going to do going forward. He has failed you. Through week 10, he has failed all of us. And I admit being the conductor of that train. I am very hopeful moving forward, as I said earlier in the show. But as of right now, weeks 1 through 10, he failed. That's 10 out of the 21 overall players from September ADP data that have busted from weeks 1 through 10. 10. And we're not even done. Okay, 22 through 40. So we're at 10. George Kittle, busted. Doesn't matter if he got hurt. He busted. That's how I'm defining it. Stop getting defensive. I can hear you typing right now, you Kittle owner. So we're at 11. Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders, complete bust. Don't even try and argue with me. He's a bust from weeks 1 through 10 completely. That's 12 out of the top 23. Eckler, bust. Are we hopeful for, for weeks 11, 12, whenever he comes back, week 13? Yeah, we're hopeful, but he busted on you. You've lost a lot of games because Eckler, because of Kittle, because of Sanders, because of 
Clyde because of Drake. That's how we're defining bust here. So we're at 13 busts out of the top 24. <laughs> the first three, Kittle, Sanders, and Eckler all bust. Galladay, we gotta call Galladay a bust right now because he's hurt too. So we're at 14, 14 out of the top 25. I gotta start keeping track on screen here. I'm gonna forget 14 out of the top 25. Mike Evans. I don't think Mike Evans can be considered a bust. He has a ton of touchdowns. I know a lot of you have been frustrated with him. He's had a couple games where he's disappeared, but overall, you can't call him a bust with the amount of TDs he scored. He has eight TDs so far this season. You can't call Mike Evans a bust. So 14 out of the top 26. Todd Gurley's been playing well. Amari Cooper, bust. 15 out of 28 so far a bust. Odell, number 16. Chris Carson, number 17. Juju, number 18. At 31 overall value, you have to deliver more than Juju has. That's 18 players out of the top 31 so far, ending at Juju. Adam Thielen, uh, at 32 overall value, you want to call him out, but at the same time, he played really well for a big string of games. Thielen had two TDs in week one, didn't score in week two. Then he had four straight games of having a touchdown. One of them was a two TD game, and then he's had a bye week and then two bad weeks. You can't call him a bust. That leaves us with 18 out of 32. Jonathan Taylor, definition of bust at that 32, 33, 34 overall value that you probably took him at. So that leaves us at 19 out of 33. 19 out of 33 players have busted. That's insane. AJ Brown, I, I would not consider him a bust at all. He got hurt, but he's been playing well. David Johnson's right on the borderline because he's out this week. He hasn't done uh, super well lately. He's never had a 100-yard game. Uh, if you exclude the Week 19 where he got hurt, 42 yards, 57 yards. He did have a touchdown in that game. 96 yards, no TDs. 63 yards, no TDs. 23 yards and a touchdown. 34 yards. I'm sorry, but that's bust material when you're talking top of the third round or into the mid-third round range. That's 20 out of the top 35. Mark Andrews, I mean, I, I like Andrews right now, and I can't believe a lot of people are benching him for some, some really low-end tight end options, but he's busted. So far, he's busted. 21 out of the top 36 so far. Leonard Fournette, absolutely busted, and I remember getting ripped on back in January when people are like, he's going to tear it up for the Jags. Are you crazy, Smitty? He was so good last year in PPR. Probably one of the biggest bust candidates we've had in a while hit the bull predictions at sleeperu.com. I'm very proud to have him on the bull predictions as the only bust candidate that we had for 2020. Bust. A-Rob doing well. Cooper Cup, I mean, you could argue he's not a bust, but at the same time, He's had two 100-yard games, and he has the two TDs, but that's not what you call 39 overall value. In some cases, people take him at 34, 35. I think you could call it. You could make a case either way, but I'm going to put him in the bust category. And I know some of you might then flip it and say, hey, well, then A.J. Brown's got to be a bust. And I'm okay with any of those arguments. You're not going to get me or throw me off by saying, well, if you're going to put uh, Cup in here, you got to put A.J. Brown in the bust category. That's fine. I, it's very arguable and subjective here. So... 23 out of 39 so far, and Deshaun Watson has not busted, so we can round this out at 23 out of 40. 23 out of 40 players were busts in 2020 based on the ADP data from September walking into week one. That's 23 divided by 40, 57% bust rate. And, you know, we could have, like, stopped it at a certain range when it was a higher percentage, but I wanted to, to go through it. Honestly, through the top 40, 57% bust rate. 
bust rate or round up to a 58. That is a crazy, crazy insane bust rate to go from not just like the top 10. Like we've had years where you look at the top 10 and it had that kind of bust rate. We're talking about going 40 players deep, which is an insane amount of players to look at and get a 57% bust rate. Okay, so here's my big board for 2021 redraft. This is not Dynasty, it's redraft. And I'm gonna go over the ranking and then tell you what I feel uncomfortable about in my own rankings, because if we're being honest, there's risk involved in a lot of players that sometimes we overlook. We can verbalize it, we can maybe even talk ourselves out of something in the midst of doing the ranking. That's human nature. We're human beings, us so-called experts, and I'm gonna walk you through my thinking. And this is very, very different every time I do it. I did this ranking 15 minutes ago, just kind of seeing where I had them ranked. This ranking's different than my ranking 15 minutes ago. Christian McCaffrey is the, the 1.1 for me once he's back. I mean, he proved coming back the week before last that he was a beast right away, right out of the gate. He's like 100 total yards and a touchdown lock. Now, do I worry about usage over being overworked? That might be why he broke down. A lot of people are kind of arguing and debating that right now. Doesn't matter. He's still 1.1 in my opinion. Now, Kamara has made a case for being 1.1. He's definitely made a case for being the, the 1.2. He was great in week 10. Dalvin Cook is just as impressive. I wouldn't be opposed to swapping Cook at 1.1. I wouldn't be opposed to putting Kamara at 1.1. You can basically interchange these three guys and I have no problem with that whatsoever. So don't waste time trying to argue how Cook needs to be one. I'm agreeing with you already before you even drop that comment that these three are all very arguable. Now I wouldn't call this a tier break, but I'd say this is the first stage in the rankings where I don't have a guy kind of bouncing around the one to three, he's locked in at number four and that's Derrick Henry. I think you could make these two interchangeable. I think Elliott's gonna have a better offense next year once Dak gets back or they figure out that situation. So Elliott will rebound this year. I don't know if Elliott's completely lost. We'll see if he can bounce back in weeks 11 through through 16. But, but for right now, I'm not letting it affect my 2021 outlook too much. I did drop him a little bit. But I think Henry just looks so good right now. And he's going to have such a strong finish to the 2020 season with a great schedule that he's going to walk in as the potential, like, you know, 3-4. Barkley, I know everyone's going to be down on him right now. Usually when a player has a big injury like Barkley, the interest falls off for a bit. Then they see him get healthy. Right now, the injury's fresh in everyone's minds. Everyone's letting it affect their ranking. But he will climb back into the 6-8, the 6-9 overall range for, for redraft. Don't worry. I wouldn't be opposed to ranking MT, Adams, and Hopkins all above Barkley if you wanted to. That would not, uh, I would not disagree with that at all. So if you wanted to move Barkley around, it, these are all arguable. Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones, Ridley, DK, J-Rob, all of these guys could be debated at 10. And you could even throw Julio in. You could throw a bunch of guys in, like A.J. Brown. You could put Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You could put Nick Chubb. Where is Nick Chubb here? What about Kareem Hunt? Julio. What about Mahomes? What about Diggs? What about Kelsey for one more year? Where's Jacobs? Jacobs could go right here. Jacobs could go literally anywhere in this range. George Kittle, some people might have him this high. C.D. Lamb, will he be that good in 2021? What about Galladay, Godwin, Evans, Kyler? Kyler. Okay, so 
This isn't an exact ranking. This is me merely calling these guys out to make them arguable conversation pieces from 10 to 15. And me having Julio here doesn't mean that I couldn't put Julio here tomorrow morning when I redo this ranking. But in looking at this, the biggest risks heading into 2021, in my opinion, you got a big risk in Barkley. So if you were to draft today and put Barkley there, that is a huge risk. There's a lot of, of injury risk waiting for you there. Chubb situational risk. J-Rob, a one-year wonder type risk. DK, is he for real? I think he is, but there's risk there. Ridley, can he stay healthy? Aaron Jones, there's health concerns. Uh, with Adams, there's also health concerns. He could be the number one wide receiver, but miss five games a year. Hopkins seems pretty safe there. Henry is a big dude hitting the ground over and over and over. Injury awaits him potentially maybe in 2021 or at least 2022. He could start missing games. Cook has been proven to be an injury risk. Now CMC's an injury risk. Even though he did get hurt in 2019, I feel like the first player that screams safety on this entire list is Alvin Kamara. The one guy out of all the players grouped right here that feel the least risky. Zeke has a lot of situational risk. Again, injury risk with Cook and Henry CMC now. And I just feel like the safest guy of this group is Kamara. Now, what's that do to my ranking? Do I move Kamara to 1.1 because I'm feeling he's a lot more secure, a lot less risky? We're going to go over that in the offseason. And on December 1, I'm dropping a new tool, a new feature where we can run these guys through a bust and risk analysis algorithm type chart. And it's going to allow us to know where everybody falls. And it's going to allow even myself to run a player through and get a feeling for where I really see the risk levels and how I think that player could be affected by those risks and all those things that they, they could take the player out. What's beautiful about this process is that it lets me be honest with my rankings and then it calls me out in my own system might catch anything that I'm missing based on my rankings. So we're going to break that down, get ready for it in December. I feel like Hopkins could be one of the safer picks in the six to 10 range. Injury risk, I worry about injury with him now. DK, I feel like DK is somewhat safer than some of the, the players here because he hasn't got hurt yet. We've, we've only seen one year of him playing at the level he's been playing. He could be an injury risk. J-Rob, we just don't know if he's that one year wonder guy. Chubb injury, Julio's getting older. Mahomes, I know he got hurt in 2019, but I'm gonna circle him as being one of the safer players on this board. He still has some injury risk with his shoulder and, and just situational risk. Kyler runs a lot. I would say Kyler would almost be a guy I'd circle. I'll put a dotted circle around him, but because he runs, he is an injury risk. So I'm actually gonna wipe that out. Diggs has been inconsistent in the past, but now he has a secure passer throwing him the football. Kelsey's getting older. Looking at this entire list full of about 20 or so players, I've only circled three names that feel ultra safe given the investment, given the upside, given the risk. And this is what my formula is going to break down. And we're going to have a whole lot more of this in December. So get ready. December 1, it drops. December 1, it's all going to kick off. 2021 redraft, 2021 dynasty content, all kinds of crazy new ways to approach fantasy football, preparing for COVID-like situations, evaluating risk differently. It all kicks off. The rookie content January 1. Get ready for it. No one hits fantasy football harder than I do anyway, but December 1, I'm going to double down on pretty much everything I'm doing. You're going to get more content than you can probably handle. 
Hey, Smitty.com is where you can order a phone call from me. Smitty1.com is how you can always find the show very quickly, but make sure you subscribe if you're new and hit that like and comment below. I respond to most all of my early comments, so if you want to get direct access, that's the best way. And go to my YouTube homepage, click the join button, and become an exclusive member. You can cancel anytime, but you get exclusive videos. You get to jump on two Zoom calls with me and a small group of people after the Monday night game and after the Thursday night game every single week. So two Zoom calls, exclusive videos, a Discord, a private Discord channel, a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be coming that I'm just going to add to that product. So get joined up now and become a part of the YouTube exclusive membership. And if you'd rather join through Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash the fantasy football show same product you get the same stuff subscribe follow tell your friends tell your grandma and watch episode three of the fantasy football intern and share the dang link we need more people to view this show get on it this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty running back you're watching the fantasy football show I'm Smitty